I care about statistical scarcity more than positional scarcity. Have I killed fun? Yes. This podcast is going off the rails already. Is, they're, they're pop-ups. They're not infield fly balls. These guys told you look at FIP, not ERA. So wait for Kluber's sale, but pass on Robbie Ray. Hey, real quick, Scott's phoned about the humidor. And pick your milk for breakfast cereal, Mount Rushmore. Big show for you today as we are into the fourth week of the fantasy season. It is Monday, April 16th. Joey Lucchese is dominating. Keaton Middleton is getting a bunch of saves. But Norris, same exact thing. We got a lot to talk about, including the most added list, who we added and dropped. And a happy, happy belated birthday to Heath Cummings. Thank you, Adam. I really appreciate that. I had yesterday... One of the best days I can remember in a long time. And I just, I would like to encourage all of you listeners, once you get to be our age, on your birthday, tell your family that you don't want any presents. You just want a day where you kind of get to do what you want and just eat and drink like a king. And that's what I did. I had steak, I had ribs, I had shrimp. I had like several different uh, craft beers. It was Phenomenal at a, day at a restaurant. I don't need any presents or, or from the no, comfort of no, your all home. home. All home. I smoked good. the ribs Saturday night. I grilled some steak on Sunday and boiled some fresh Florida shrimp. Ah, it was a remarkable day. And are, did you hit forty? Is this forty? No, no. Okay. That will be next year. Oh, all right. Happy thirty so, ninth. Who knows what I'll do next year? Hey, Scott. Happy uh, very belated birthday to you. It's been like a month. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, my birthday wasn't fun when I had it. I guess, uh, I guess I didn't go about it right. Nope. Well, now you know. Seize the I should have grilled stuff. Now grilled you know. Stuff. Yeah. I got a trivia question to start the show. What do the three of us and Joey Votto have in common? We don't have any extra base. Correct. Hits. We all yeah. have zero extra Scott. base hits. Scott White dominating trivia so far. Uh, we will talk about Joey Votto. We will talk about. Yadier Molina and DJ LeMayhew and Jed Lowry, uh, and of course a lot of pitchers, including the under-owned alert. Joey Lucchese is 66% owned. Oh Crazy. my goodness. Oh Crazy. my goodness. Yes. Crazy. Yeah. Uh, I was shocked how many leagues I myself was able to get him in just yesterday when, you know, I probably should have done it sooner. Well, obviously you need to pick up Joey Lucchese. And is it safe to say that he is at the top of the uh, undrafted pitchers list? You know, all the guys that we've been picking up since the start of the season? Yes. Yeah, he is. Like, you go to look at his peripherals. He ranks 7th in FIP. 15th in Sierra. K to walk percentage, 14th. It's it's real so far. And the thing is, like, this is who he was in the minors last year. Like, it's not... Like, it's just so, it's just too easy to justify. You know, like the minor league number, like he dominated in the minors and then it's carried over to the majors. And I mean, I don't, I, you know, he's not going to be this good all season. I think it's fair to say that he'll go through his rough patches like anyone else, especially any rookie, but, um, it's not like there's not upside here. Yep. So Joey Lucchese, six scoreless innings with nine strike. No, sorry, one run. Nine strikeouts against the Giants on Sunday. He's also been great twice against Colorado, once in Coors Field. He has four walks, 25 strikeouts, and a 166 ERA. And Lucchese, like I said, is only 66% owned. Uh, should you be, if you own Lucchese, 
and you wanted to try to sell him, what would be the minimum that you'd want back if you were looking to get rid of Joey Lucchese right now? Well, that's a good question. Uh, I think I would trade him for like the Charlie Morton, Dylan Bundy class of pitchers. Those guys who we knew had a lot of upside coming in and have, you know, obviously lived up to it in the early going as well. It's just, I don't know why those owners would do that because they've been, those pitchers have been just as good as Lucchese, you know? Right. So it might be more of a package deal thing, but I, if you could, and I, you might be able to in a points league, Offer Lucchese for Marcus Stroman. Like, I would do that. I would give up Lucchese for Stroman in a points league. Would you guys? I don't know that I would. No. I don't know that I would. I think, I think Stroman's, look, he said it himself, and I'm not surprised he's having a bad start to the season. And I'm not going to start him this week, one start at the Yankees. But he didn't really have a spring training. So this is kind of spring training for him. That's what he said. That's kind of what I was hoping he would say. So I'm confident in him. Um, but hey, if you think Lucchese's going to be that good, that you're not willing to do it, I, I get that too. Yeah, I didn't necessarily mean it as a referendum on on Marcus Stroman. Um, just that Marcus Stroman at his best, I don't think is as good as Lucchese at his best. See, yeah, that's I, a, that's the thing. Like, I, I don't want to get carried away with Lucchese. Could he be Luis Severino from last year? Could he be unbelievable, or could he just be like like I was pumped up about Amir Garrett at the beginning of last year? He wasn't close to this good. But these rookie pitchers who have never done it before. You know, I don't want to give up Marcus Stroman. Marcus Stroman could be a top 30 pitcher. He had like a 304 ERA last year. He could be a top 30 pitcher. It's just that I don't, I think Lucchese could be more than that. And I came in expecting about 200 innings of a mid threes ERA and I don't know, 180 strikeouts from Stroman. Like my expectations just aren't that high. And now there's, there's more risk. It's, it's a weird, it's a weird comparison because I, I still think it's more likely than not Stroman with as many innings as he throws and Lucchese being a rookie. Stroman is probably going to outscore Lucchese this year, but will the impact from week to week, if we're talking a head-to-head scenario, be as great from Stroman as it's already been for Lucchese and could be going forward? I, I don't know. Like it's, I, I guess maybe Lucchese is something like... Uh, Something like Rich Hill has been the last couple of years, except I think he can do more innings than Rich Hill has done the last couple of years because Rich Hill's had the injuries. But it's it's you know it's it's kind of that that weird comparison: the dominant guy inning per inning versus the innings eater. Sure. All right, let's go to the bullpen here. There's a lot going on. <laughs> who is the who is the Astros closer? Nope. <laughs> uh, it sounds like Ken Giles is the Astros closer. That just that doesn't mean what it does on a lot of other teams, maybe. Right. Yeah, that's that's probably that that's a good way of putting it. Um I'm trying to think of exactly exactly how AJ Hinch put it, but basically uh like he he, he figures Giles is gonna lead the Astros in saves, but he's not he he's he's just gonna he's just gonna play it day to day. The, what do you think is best for the team, basically? And and that will probably mean Giles leads the Astros and saves, but it will not mean that Giles is automatically in when there's a, a lead of three earned runs or fewer heading into the ninth inning. Chris Davinsky is 31% owned. He's been used in the role. Brad, Pe- Brad Peacock, excuse me, he's been used in the role, and he is 45% owned. Uh, who would you rather have rest of the season, Ken Giles or Keenan Middleton? Giles. Yeah, Giles, but they are much, much closer. Like they, yeah. 
They've gotten pretty close. Who is the closer for the St. Louis Cardinals? They are easing Holland in. Is that what I they said, up, or is pick, that is that what like we think? That's no, what that's they what they've said. Okay. Yeah, um, I picked up Bud Norris in a league where we don't have it's our for the people league. Yeah, um, I think he may get a save or two this week. Yeah, okay. it it sounds like, and and that's the thing. Like, I don't think it's they're easing him in. Oh, he's closing tomorrow. Um, what the way their MLB beat writer put it based on his conversation with Matheny was there, there's kind of like a checklist of things they want to see Holland do. They want to see him go. They want to see him do a clean inning. They want to see him do back-to-back days, I guess, with clean innings. Um, so he's he's at least a couple appearances away from getting back in the role, I think. Who is the closer for the Milwaukee Brewers? Uh, Morgan Abel. <laughs> <laughs> I My mean, guess would be Matt Albers yeah. if, they, if they had an opportunity today, but that's I mean, that's, that's why I've said I don't, I don't, I don't, what happened this weekend is why I've said I don't feel like you can drop Jacob Barnes yet. How about the Rays? I mean, it's Colome, but do you feel any need to pick up maybe Sergio Romo or Jose Alvarado? I haven't done that, but what I did do in a couple of those leagues where not every safe source is owned, so the, the head-to-head points format, I drafted Colomay in a couple of them, and I dropped him. I think in both instances for Keone Kila. Like, I just... Yeah, I, I think Colomay's going to remain the Rays closer. <laughs> I think he'll probably be, be be fine. But in those leagues where I, the only closers I'm, I own, I'm starting, and I'm banking losses along the way, I don't feel like I can trust Colomay enough to start him. And in those formats, that means I don't want to own him either. All right. Um, Brad Ziegler was bad again. Is there anyone in the Marlins bullpen, Heath, that you'd be thinking about adding in the Marlins bullpen? I think there's several guys in the Marlins bullpen, but I don't know for sure which one it would be, and I don't know that they take this role away from Ziggler. Um, they need him to get going good sometime this first half so they can trade him. And I don't think – I think it diminishes his value too much if he drops back into a, a seventh or eighth inning role. I think they, they're going to ride this out for a while. All right, and then I don't think we care that Sean Doolittle blew a save, or actually I think he took a loss in a tie game. And uh, Jake Diekman got a save for the Rangers. Keone Kella pitched the ninth inning and threw a scoreless inning, and then they scored in the tenth, and Diekman came in for the save. But uh, Kella's still their closer. Uh, on baseball tonight last night, they kept calling him Kela, so I'm I'm, really? I'm going forward with that, yeah. I, you know, I've heard a lot of Figured. bad pronunciations on, on those national broadcasts. I go with the Matt local Vaskersian, guys. You don't trust him? I trust him on the game. Or <laughs> Adam says, "What wait, are you doing?" To the me? game or baseball tonight? <laughs> the, the the broadcast of the actual game or on baseball tonight? The actual actual game. All right, all right. Keela, now I'm angry. All right, who did we add and drop in? This is going to be an interesting segment because uh, I, I think uh, a lot of uh, this was a busy weekend for me. I thought there were a lot of guys worth adding. Of course, Joey Lucchese would have been number one, but he was owned in my leagues. Um, but Heath, how about you? Some interesting players that our fantasy owners should be looking to put on their teams. I think we've buried the lead long enough. Uh, I picked up Big Sexy in two different leagues, Bartolo Colon. Yeah, you're, that's you're, you're, that's gonna backfire. That is gonna uh, backfire. One of them is the AL only league. Okay, that's not gonna backfire necessarily. One of them was our 16 team categories league. Backfire. Maybe it will, but. What he's done early in the year is not totally 
without merit, and it's not totally without, like, yeah, he might be able to do this. The elite control is back. He's walked just two guys in 18 innings, and we've seen that from him in long stretches before. The swinging strike rate still isn't very good, but it's also the highest of his career. Um, I, I don't say, I'm not saying you should pick him up in a 12 team head to head league. You probably shouldn't, unless he has two starts. But I, I'm, I'm buying in a little bit. This Bartolo Colon, I'm not sure if we said his actual name other than Big Sexy. Bartolo Colon had a perfect game into the eighth inning last night at Houston. A pretty, pretty solid lineup to be doing that. Uh, some other deep league pitchers that you might be interested in. Uh, Bartolo, like really deep leagues. Dylan Peters, Brandon Finnegan, Trevor Richards, Anibal Sanchez. Would Cologne be at the top of that ri- list along with Sanchez, Peters, Finnegan, and Trevor Richards? It, it depends yeah. on yeah. what I need. I, I think he, I think he probably would be. I mean, other than last year, if you look at the last four years, last year's kind of the outlier in terms of how bad he was. Now he's not, that good either but he's kind of uh kind of in that i guess kind of in the mike leak class of pretty much somebody you consider every time he's making two starts but you don't ever consider him a regular part of your lineup either you could put those two on a fantasy team and have a great team name (laughs) would it be a great team name not bad not bad not a bad team name a cologne leak that's a pretty good team name. Yeah, it's not bad. It's, yeah, it's, it's a good one. Um, all right, any, anything else, Heath? You said you had, before the show you teased, you said you had names, good names for this. Segment. Well, you, you went to the bullpen first, so ah. I thought that, uh, picking up Bud Norris in a league where saves are really scarce, especially a weekly type league, uh, I think that's a very good move for this week, and he's still like six, 16% owned? Yes. And I, Ben Zobrist, Yes, I, I picked added, him up too. I added too. In one league where I actually have Ian Happ, and I didn't drop Happ yet, but I would much rather start Zobrist than Happ right now. Uh, he's playing more, and he's hitting better, and he's walking more than he's striking out. And they're at Coors Field for three games this week, so Zobrist I picked up in uh, in a couple of leagues. Um, yeah, good stuff. I dropped Tyler Malley for him. That was in a daily head-to-head category. Like, it's better to have Zobrist in a daily league because you don't know if he's going to play every day. Um, but if you can just start him, you know, when he's starting, that's that's very nice. Uh, is that it, Heath? That's it. Scott, big ad drops for you? Well, I got Lucchese in a couple leagues, so that was exciting. Um, in shallower leagues, fortunately, I only had to replace Elvis Andrews in shallower leagues, and, and Jan Hervis Solarte happened to be available in both. Timing of that Donaldson injury worked out nicely there. Uh, I picked up... Yeah, I feel like my biggest pickups were all in shallow release. So I, I got Corey Dickerson as a fill-in outfielder. He's has a nice hitting streak going. Um, two start options. I uh, put in a claim for Pavetta, but I don't think I got him. Uh, Reynaldo Lopez has ended up being a surprise two-start sleeper, and I think he's available in a third of leagues. I picked up Keenan Middleton. I picked up Keela as a replacement for Colome in a couple leagues, as I mentioned. So, that's about it. Okay. And then I picked up Tyson Ross. And Tyson Ross is 18% owned right now. He's pitching pretty well. The only thing is you might want to be patient with him. He's got one start against the Dodgers this week, Tyson Ross. And then next week he should be a two-star pitcher, but one of them will be at Colorado. So I'm not sure you're going to want to use him immediately. 
But I think for a guy who's less than 20% owned and used to be a, a must-start guy, basically, or at least a must-own, not a bad time to take a shot on Tyson Ross. I yeah, dropped. I, I added them in one league too. I dropped Matt Harvey. I, I think I think Matt Harvey has a chance to lose his rotation spot to Zach Wheeler, guys. What do you think? Well, I mean, there's room for both. I don't know how interested they are in keeping like forcing Seth Lugo back in. Well, they have Vargas coming off the DL soon. Enough, oh, right? Vargas, that's the one. That's the one. Okay, maybe. Yeah, I mean, I dropped Harvey. I think Harvey was who I dropped to get Lucchese in one of the leagues where I did that. So I'm, I, he's not beyond dropping, I don't think. Uh, Tyson Ross, he was, he was in my like, you know, my priority list of waiver. Like I put in claims for Ross, and it just didn't get far enough down priority for those claims to go through. So I hear what you're saying. Yeah, I don't know that I would have dropped Harvey for him, but they're they're in about the same range for me. The two thoracic outlet guys. <laughs> uh, I had a Junior Guerra for the two starts this week. That's going to be dicey, but it's my best option. He's got the Reds and the Marlins. Um, Francisco Cervelli, I read about in Scott's sleeper hitter column, and uh, he's yeah. hitting well right now. He's apparently you know, changed his launch angle, Scott, from I, Cervelli. I'm, yeah, he was a guy who consciously changed his launch angle, joining the fly ball revolution. It's played out already two home runs this season and he's always been a good plate discipline guy i'm glad you brought it up because in a points league where obviously um i don't necessarily need cervelli to have a big home run total i just need volume and good plate discipline for him to be a serviceable starter i actually dropped brian mccann for him uh, because mccann's only been playing two out of every three games and you know just the fact that he's likely to hit 20 home runs isn't as meaningful in that format. Oh, how about that? So that's Francisco Cervelli. I did drop Kevin Kiermeyer, who looks like he's ready for an extended absence, which is a real shame. Um, I want to get your thoughts on this guy, 18% owned, Franchi Cordero. Added him in a 12-team Roto League. Hoping, you know, Will Myers should be back pretty soon. Hoping Cordero stays as the Padres center fielder. Not that Myers plays center field, but just stays in the lineup. He's got some power. He's got some speed. He had great minor league numbers. Wasn't very good last year in a cameo. But um, what do you think about Franchi Cordero, guys? He did put up a nice batting average and OPS in the minors last year. He did it with horrendous plate discipline. I'm not. I'm not really a Franchi guy. I know there are a lot of people throughout the industry that are. I know Al Melchior is a big Franchi guy. So, um, you know, I, I'd, I'd like to find out exactly what he sees in him, but. I, I don't see it. Yeah, I'm I'm with Scott on this one. They're just they have so many guys for those three outfield positions, and I I like almost all of them more than Franchi. So I, I know Margot's off to a terrible start, and Renfro's got some question marks. But I, I'd rather have Perella. I'd rather have Margot. I'd rather have Renfro. Well, yeah, Perella is actually like I didn't pick him up, uh, and Margot's on the DL right now, but. Um, so it might just be a short-term thing with Cordero, but Perella, do you guys have any interest in him? He, I mean, this is a, another bad plate discipline, just, but a b- lot of hits right now, Jose Perella. I, I have a lot of shares of Perella, actually, because they're, they're pretty much all in, in deeper leagues, like 15-team Roto or, you know, AL-NL specific, or I guess that'd be NL-NL specific leagues. Um, but he was a priority for me in those formats based on the way he ended last season and the role he looked like he'd have going into this season. Obviously, I can't say I'm disappointed there, but at the same time, I'm not sure he's done enough to graduate to that 12-team mixed threshold because there aren't any home runs yet. Uh, The plate discipline's been bad in the early going. He's been striking out a lot. 
I'm, I'm just like, he's been hot, sure, but beyond that, I don't know that he's elevated his stock. All right, so that's uh, Jose Perella, and the last guy I added, Justin Bohr, 14-team head-to-head points league. Again, read Scott's sleeper hitter column. Very, very helpful. Bohr has two games at Yankee Stadium. Now those are against Severino and Tanaka, but four games after that at Miller Park. So six good ballparks, so, you know, six good games ballpark-wise for Justin Bohr this week. He's not a bad yeah. player, right? So and he got he got hot after I wrote it. So that, he's the hot hand play too. Yeah. Four home runs in his last six games, I think. Cool. I didn't even realize that. Yeah. All right. So uh, so some names: Bartolo Colon, all those closers, Colon in deep leagues, all those closer candidates. Uh, Lucchese, obviously, Ben Zobrist, um, Francisco Cervelli, and yeah, Justin Bohr. Those are some names to know. Now, here's something else to know. Everybody, raise your hand unless you're driving. If you want to save 20 bucks next time you go to a game or a concert or theater or comedy, whatever it is, use SeatGeek and use our promo code FANTASY on your first SeatGeek purchase. You get 20 bucks back. 20 bucks off your first SeatGeek purchase with the promo code FANTASY. If you forget the promo code, please feel free to tweet me at Adam Azer. I'll hook you up or email us, fantasybaseball at cbsi.com. So, yeah, I love SeatGeek. I use it all the time. And what you do is you type in a, an, an event, any event you want. And a seating map comes up. And on that seating map there, every seat is graded. SeatGeek goes and searches multiple ticket sites, compares prices, finds the best deals. They grade all the seats based on value. You can immediately identify the best seats that fit your budget. And there are all these dots on the seating chart. The big green dots are the ones you want to focus on. The little green dots also focus on those. But those big, dark green dots, the best values, those are the ones you're going to want to focus on, the best value and the best bang for your buck. Every purchase, by the way, is fully guaranteed. And again, use the promo code FANTASY. Download the SeatGeek app and use the promo code FANTASY to get 20 bucks off your first SeatGeek purchase. All right, so let's take a look now at the most added players in CBSSports.com leagues and see, you know, we told you who we're adding. I hope that is helpful for you. Let's see who the people are adding right now. Joey Lucchese, number one. He's now 68% owned, so that's climbing. Uh, Nick Pavetta is 78% owned, and he is a two-start pitcher this week. Definitely some split opinions on this podcast on Nick Pavetta. At Atlanta and home against Pittsburgh this week will be a bit of a test for him. We shall see. Sure, but I'd start him. Yeah, that, I, <laughs> we have split opinions on this podcast about Pavetta, but I don't think there's any split opinions that 78% on a two-start week is uh, it just maybe, keep going maybe even low. Yeah. Okay. Zach Wheeler, 50% owned. I mean, that seems like kind of a boomer bust sort of. Well, he is a two-star pitcher this week, right? He is a two-star pitcher, Zach yes. Under owned. He, uh, yeah, I, I put in a claim where he was available. Again, sometimes it was too far down priority to go through. Uh, but I did get him in a couple leagues, too. Okay, as Drupal Cabrera, 82% owned. Francisco Cervelli, 68. Jed Lowry. We're going to come back to him a little bit later. We're going to talk about him and uh, DJ LeMahieu. The two of the top three second basemen in fantasy, along with Ozzy Albies. Um, what about Trevor Williams, guys? Trevor Williams is sixty-one percent owned. Like, there's not the upside there of a Pavetta or even a Zach Wheeler, but he's he's kind of in that Cologne League class I talked about too, where he, among the more available options that is making two starts this week, he's he seems like one of the more reliable ones. So. Um, I, I wouldn't say he's must-add with two starts because you have to consider who you'd, you'd be dropping to add him, obviously, but he's usable. Uh, yeah, I 
I think he's bad. He may still work in a two-start week. It may work out okay, but there is a lot of risk there. He's not striking anyone out. He's never really been very good in the past. Like, you're hoping he's just okay. He was good last year, right? I yeah. mean, good in, in the context I talked about, where a good streamer type pitcher. Sure. This is Trevor Williams we're talking about, by the way. So he's on the most added list. So is Hyunjin Ryu. And honestly, this is, this most added list is often just the two star pitchers, but other guys, Keenan Middleton, obviously he's 59% owned. Uh, Dansby Swanson is 75% owned. People obviously need shortstop replacements. Uh, Corey Dickerson is on this list. So again, somebody we plan on talking about. We've actually discussed a lot of them. Aledmus Diaz is 29% owned. How do you feel about him as a shortstop replacement? Aledmus Diaz. He's up to four home runs now, right? Yeah, if not, yeah, four. And still doesn't strike out much. Didn't strike out much last year. It's just the power he showed two years ago uh, evaporated on him. I didn't end up adding him anywhere, um, but I thought about it. (laughs) Yeah, I I own him in two leagues, and uh, I think he's under-owned. Led Miss Diaz, we're talking. Last guy here on the most added list I want to talk to you about is Yuli Gurriel, 65% owned. Yuli Gurriel, what do you think about that uh, That ownership percentage for Gurriel? Last year hit 299 with 18 homers in 119, 139 games. I think he needs to be up, and he needs to keep going up from there. Justin think, Bohr or Gurriel? Um, let's go with Bohr for now. He's higher. He's higher among those top ten sleeper hitters for this week. But both are on the list. Yeah, I would. I expect Gurriel's just going to score more fantasy points than Bohr the rest of the year. But I would say Bohr because at that level, I'm more interested in who's going to be better this week. Would you drop Yonder Alonso for just for Gurriel or Bohr? Let me take a peek at what Alonzo's doing, Adam. Well, you know I like him much. a lot coming out of spring he, training. But he's on the Indians, and none of them are doing much. And right, they, they're going exactly. to Puerto Rico this week. That's a good hitters park, I believe. Uh, the yeah. weather's gonna be better for them. I mean, they have dealt, the, the Indians and the Tigers have really dealt with just terrible weather so far. I mean, I, I don't, I don't think I would. If, if it was a situation where, like, if I keep Yonder, he's in my lineup, then maybe I would. But yeah. if it's just for a bench spot, probably not. I think I'd pick four up. Okay. So, let's see what's next here. We gotta get into the news. Nolan Arenado has, am I, three games? Uh, remaining on his suspension? Arenado, do we know? I'm pretty sure that is true. I believe that's accurate, but I would not want to wager on it. Are we, well, let me, let <laughs> me find out for you. sure. Alright, so he, he, yeah, he missed Saturday and Sunday. Okay, so he's got go. three games left, they have a six game week, and he will have three games against the Cubs at home later this week. Starter sit Nolan Arenado. Probably start him. Oh, really? I was thinking probably sit him for half a week. If I could justify having another third baseman on my roster, which is an important consideration. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Josh Donaldson is on the DL. You will not be starting him. Shoulder inflammation for Donaldson. This is related to those, you know, the dead arm he had at the beginning of the year. Weird. Really weird. Uh, I haven't mentioned Teoscar Hernandez, so let me ask you about him first. Are you interested in Teoscar Hernandez? I I think maybe... It, it'd have to be like a five outfielder roto league. Okay. Cause even when he's up, I'm not sure the playing time's gonna be consistent. It's not like they lost an outfielder, they lost a third baseman, you know? Right. Um, so what's your, what's your thought on Donaldson now? Is he sort of toxic for you? No. 
I I think it'll like he was hitting fine. He was I looked at one point last week and he was the number one third baseman. So you know, worst case scenario, he doesn't get his arm right and he comes back and DHs full time. Uh, but I don't even think that's going to happen. I think with the throwing program they have him on, he'll be back probably minimal stay, and I doubt we'll talk about it again. I hope so. Jonathan Scope on the DL with a grade one oblique strain. There are some rumblings that the Yankees could be calling up Glaber Torres soon to play some third base. Torres is 63% owned. He is shortstop eligible. Um, David Price is set to start on Tuesday. Drew Pomeranz is set to come off the DL maybe as early as Thursday, although rainouts are going to kind of mess with the Red Sox schedule. They're already rained out today. But Pomeranz should be back this week. Kevin Kiermeyer, you know, he got off such a bad start. Turned out he was playing through an illness, but now he hurt his thumb. He's going to be out for a while, uh, likely headed to the DL very soon. Taiwan Walker's on the DL with forearm tightness. And let's do some start or sit for this week. Anthony Rizzo, start or sit? Probably I, starting him. Yeah, probably. And even though I started him last week because it looked good at this time then too and got a big goose egg from him. Yeah. He, I would have to have a really good backup first baseman to sit him. Ryan Braun dealing with back tightness. Start or sit? Sit. He, he pinch hit yesterday. If that helps. Uh, sit Braun. Yeah, I mean, sit him. maybe five outfielder lead you start him, but not three outfielder. Johnny Cueto set for two starts this week. Uh, both on the road. One's at Arizona. I don't remember the other, but starter sit Cueto. He is among my two start in my two start pitcher rankings. He's in the the start threshold. Yeah, I think. Like, this is one of the advantages of I don't believe there's any day baseball today. So lineups will not lock until like 6.30 tonight or 7 p.m. Eastern tonight. I will be Googling for Johnny Cueto news about 6 p.m. Is today Patriots Day? Yeah, it's rained out, though. Yeah, the game got postponed. Yeah. So So there is. it was going to be the earliest lineup deadline of the year, but now. (laughs) Right, exactly. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, Cueto. So I'm leaning against Cueto because we have to really look at the Angels as – among the toughest matchups in baseball. They don't strike out, and they're incredible right now. So he's at Arizona and at the Angels. I mean, I get it. He's Quato. That's personal. You know, I don't love Quato. But mm. um, I forget it. You should start a point, him. A points league, I think you have to start him. Just yeah, I've been Roto. The innings accumulation. Uh, Anthony Rendon day-to-day with a toe injury. JT Realmuto could be back today. Starter sit Rendon. Starter sit uh, Realmuto. I... I, you know, I'd probably start both. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Buster Posey is expected to return tomorrow. Considering it's catcher, you're probably going to want to start him. Sounded really confident, didn't I? Well, it's tough. It's a tough call. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it depends who your options are. I, yeah. I like. I don't. There's a chance I'll go in my league where I have Rendon and like Mike Mustakis will be on my bench or something, and it's like, okay, well, let's play it safe and start Mustakis because he's pretty good. Right. Uh Will Myers should be back this week. Starter sit. Sit. I would, and maybe with the big roto light up starting, but otherwise sit. Uh, Mike Zanino should be back by the weekend. I think you gotta sit him. I'm sitting him yes, for Cervelli. Sit. sit Zunino. Eric Thames day to day with a leg issue. Not sure there. If he's got lefties on the schedule and he's already day to day, you might want to avoid him, but that's a tough one. I'll see how many lefties are on the schedule right now. Alright. And Eric Hosmer does expect to return today. So maybe you can get a little Haas action in your lineup as we wait for the Eric Thames update. The Brewers are facing two left-handers in seven games. Sit. Sit. 
Okay. No, not many left-handers. But yeah, he's not healthy. Uh, well, if they're if he's in the lineup today, unless they're five outfielder leagues, probably start him. Okay, Eric. Is that, is that just what I'm going to keep saying? I guess yeah. so. Uh, hey, uh, also, you might not want to use Eric Thames in your draft lineup tonight, but I hope you all are playing draft. Have you signed up yet? What are you waiting for? All of you play fantasy baseball. I realize that a lot of you are signing up because I think I have over 2,000 followers on the draft app now, which is really uh, incredible and humbling, and I want to thank you all for following me. Humble brag. No, I mean, this is about our listeners, not about me. I have 2,300 followers, and my username on the draft app is Big Kane 2 And, yes, you can play against me. I do drafts almost every single day. I guess I have to start doing more than one. Big Kane 2 please follow me on the draft app. Download the draft app and use the promo code FBTODAY. FBTODAY, as in Fantasy Baseball Today. You will get a free entry into a real money baseball draft when you make your first deposit. But, again, you have to use the promo code FBTODAY. And I think we should start doing some draft segments on the show where the three of us uh, just like do a quick draft. We won't do that today, but I want to show everybody how it works. It's just really easy and really fun. You'll see it doesn't take a lot of time. You can play for $1. You can win some cold, hard cash and get paid out the next day. I love it. I'm hooked. I, I just I have a great time doing it. I'm going to do a couple today. I'll send out the invites. Follow me on the draft app, Big Kane 2. And make sure you use that promo code FB today. Download the draft app or go to draft.com and use the promo code FB. B today for a free entry into a real money baseball draft. All right, let's talk pitchers. Buy low or heck no. Buy low or heck no. Chris Archer. Buy low. Buy low. Oh, really? Buy low, Adam. He's an ace. He is doing everything like he's always done it. He's just not getting the same results. So that'll come. Okay, but. He is a four ERA guy in each of his last two seasons. Do you yeah, think that's what he, he is? No. Even if he is, like, you still wanted to draft him top 15 starting pitcher, right? Let's, let's just go through this. He has a career 297 BABIP against. This year it's 379. That won't last. He has a career 72% strand rate. This year it's 55.9%. That will not last. Chris Archer is going to be just fine. And just one more, he's got a career 12% home run to fly ball rate. It's 18.2% so far this year. Not worried. Buy low. But here's my thing. Buy low. I understand he's a buy low. Even I think he's a buy low. Buy low. Chris Archer has a 784 ERA. Obviously, he's a buy low. What are you <laughs> buying, though? Are you buying a 330 ERA guy like he no. used to be? Are you buying a 4 no. ERA guy? Are you buying somewhere in between? I'm right. buying ace numbers. Except for the ERA, which will be kind of high, and the whip, it, and the whip. Uh, I, you know what, you know what, Chris Archer will have a lower ERA than Marcus Stroman from this point forward. I, I will take that bet. I will definitely take that bet. Uh, be betting. Last year, um, <laughs> winner, the winner gets the better pitcher. Um, uh, Chris Archer was 17th in points last year and 27th in Roto. Uh, so you know. That, I'm just yeah. saying, I I don't know good. that he's the. That is pretty good, but that's it's that's not a, well, great. The point, the points, the, you know, 17th in points. That's not far off from how he was being drafted. I 27th agree. 27th in Roto, okay, that's but not at so the good. same time, how many 240 strikeout pitchers are you going to find? Like it's it's a 
It's a unique skill set. It is. It is. All right. I'm tired. I'm tired of the Chris Archer free pass. I'm sick and tired of it. It's a. He's a one category <laughs> specialist, and he's great he's nice. at it. This is perfect. He's this nice. is perfect. This is this is what happened right before Corey Kluber. I tried to do this the last best week. Pitcher in the world. I tried to do this last week. Adam, Adam was out in about he's how we kept week. giving him a pass. You did give Corey Kluber a pass, but this is two years now. I can't believe we did that correctly. This is two years now of Archer being a four ERA guy. He's homer prone. He's homer prone. I I just don't mind that he's a four. Like me, like I understand, you know, you look at the pips and, you know, maybe he's just underperformed. But my my thing is, like, I don't mind that he's a four ERA guy, even if that's what he is. Like, I knew what I was getting into. I All right. I understand. Um, Marcus Stroman, buy low or heck no? Heck no. I mean, he's technically a buy low, but it's not with as much enthusiasm as Archer. Like, you're not, you're not also selling high on a Lucchese. If you're buying low, you're doing it with, uh, you know, somebody boring. I'm just gonna say this, and there's no, uh, just me saying something. So that's the disclaimer on this. (laughs) Okay. But Josh Donaldson had a shoulder issue in spring training, and it was no big deal, and they weren't worried about it at all. And he's going on the disabled list. Marcus Stroman had a shoulder issue in spring training, and he sucked. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, that's but he's just been wild, pause. right? That's been the big problem for him. It's not like his stuff's been yeah. diminished. Yeah, he just has no command at all. Yeah, which yeah. Well, could could be a sign. Hurried, hurried spring. He's still getting a ton of ground balls. I mean, after his Friday start, I haven't checked the updated standings, but after the Friday start, which was terrible for Stroman, he led baseball in ground ball rate by a wide margin. So I, and, I, and he's getting strikeouts. So. And his velocity is down a little over, like almost a mile and a half from last year. All right. Uh, buy low or heck no on you, Darvish. Who's got, I think he's at Colorado this week, by the way. Buy low. Sitting Darvish. Buy low. All right. But we, we're going to sit him at, at Colorado? Not automatically. Probably. But somebody suggested sitting him for Lucchese. And I, I, you know, I said you should probably do that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would sit him for Lucchese. I, I think just for this matchup. The only way I'm starting him is if I did a bad job on waivers yesterday and I can't pick anyone up today. And but I probably have a pitcher that's going to be better than he is. I, I feel I'm, like, yeah, go ahead. yeah. I mean, I feel like we've gotten burned, to, like, and you know, it's just a matter of time. I understand, but this pitcher starting at Coors, oh, he can't start him, and then he has a great start. Like, I feel like that's happened several times already this year. And it's like if you believe Darvish is one of the best ten pitchers in baseball, trust the process, Scott. You, you should. You should exactly. That's what I'm saying. Just not the course field process, but the good pitcher process. Uh, Jose Quintana, buy low or heck no? I would buy low. I would also buy low. It's a boring Quint- segment. Quintana Adam. pitched. Well, no, are you kidding? The Archer and Stroman thing was great. <laughs> uh, the, uh, Quintana pitched in awful conditions on Saturday. I awful. Mean, they were. It, Joe Madden yeah. said it was like among the worst he's ever seen. I think so. He was terrible last April too. He's been really, really bad, but he's already got a win. Okay, so we got the oh, that's good. He's one and one with an eight sixteen ERA. Uh, all right, so we got these hitters that we should probably talk about. I don't. I'm wondering if we should save them for tomorrow. Uh, nah, whatever. Let's do it. All right, these hitters are off to great starts. I want to know who you're buying. Yadier Molina, number one catcher in fantasy, five homers. Mitch Haniger. 16th in points, 15th in Roto. Corey Dickerson, 14th in points, 12th in Roto. Jed Lowry and DJ LeMahieu, 
they are both top three second basemen. LeMahieu has five home runs this year. He's never hit more than 11. All five of DJ LeMahieu's home runs have come on the road. What? Hmm. So, Yachty, Hanniger, Dickerson, Lowry, LeMahieu, who are you buying right now? Obviously, we're not buying any of them as, like, top three at their position or whatever, but who are you just in general buying? Well, I— we didn't. We probably should have talked about Judd Lowry during waiver wire, and he was in the waiver wire column today. He's still less than seventy percent owned. Mm-hmm. He was really good last year. So I, the way I look at it with Lowry is because of the depth you need at middle infield. You've he's got to be owned in all roto leagues, and because of his good batting average combined with a lot of walks, I think he's probably should be owned in points leagues. I mean, the thing about Lowry is. Yeah, he was really good last year. If you just if if you if you bought that, if you bought how good he was, um, then this start really shouldn't surprise you. But nobody did. He was only I think he was only thirteen percent owned at the start of the season, uh, and I just happen to remember because I thought it was amazing how little he was owned for how good he was last year. But I, it was it was kind of an issue where he just got squeezed out by all these Yohan Moncada, uh, Ian Happ. Like exciting young second baseman just kept pushing the old guy who gets injured half the time down the list, and uh, here we are. I think maybe the attrition already early the season has made him usable for a lot of people. He I wasn't, don't. I don't. He wasn't really that good last year. He was good in points. Jed Lowry was number ten in points at second base. He was number twenty one in roto. He had the second most doubles in baseball last year. So he kind of yeah. became a points league specialist. Uh, he doesn't really homer that much, although he has four so far, and he doesn't steal any bases. He had zero steals in 153 games last year. So you know, he was better than we thought, and he finally stayed healthy. He's only had three seasons in his career with more than 97 games played. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will t- I will say, now he was legitimately very good in points, number 10 second baseman last year with 49 doubles. But in a categories league, you know, no, not a lot of homers, not no steals. Right, yeah, the, the point is... Most of those categories leagues, you have to start a middle infielder. Well, at least the roto ones you do. Right. If yeah, it's what does he categories give you? where you don't need a middle infielder, that's the format where he shouldn't be on. No, I mean, I don't know that 62% owned, it needs to go up much from there. Maybe max of 70. I don't, I think like, it should be, I mean, well, how here's many the thing. Ce- Cesar have? Hernandez is less than 70% owned. He's off to a very good start too. Well, he's and he's better than Jed Lowry. Yep. So, I mean, that's kind of, it's kind of a statement on how deep second base is which you know even though we've had some injuries some disappointments in the early going uh i don't think e- i don't think either of those guys is must own like i want what's kipnis at um uh, i don't know much. i just picked up kipnis uh this more yesterday i think i'd rather have lowry than kipnis that's fair um, yeah i mean i still expect kipnis to be better but like i don't think you need to hold him on your roster and wait for him to get better in a league where Either Hernandez or Lowry's available. What about Kipnis is sixty one percent owned, so basically the exact same ownership. What about um uh Moncada? Would you drop Moncada for for Jed Lowry? In a points league I might. Right? Just to just to get the hot hands. Like I don't I don't feel like I don't feel like Moncada is at the threshold of hitter that you just wait out however long it takes for him to get good in a format where there's so few hitter spots to fill. Mm-hmm. All right, how about the other guys? Molina, Hanniger, Dickerson, and LeMayhew. Actually, Hanniger's probably the one I'm most excited about because uh, the plate discipline was part of was part of the reason I loved him so much going into last year. And while it was a 
a successful rookie season for him, uh, that aspect of his performance didn't translate so well for the minors. But this year it's been there, and the power's been there, and you know we we may not have seen the best of Mitch Haniger yet. Yeah, Corey Dickerson is on fire. He was really good last year. Uh, his ownership though has finally caught up. So ninety three percent. Dickerson was he good last year? I mean, he was, he, he was great for the first half. I think he had a first bad half. second he half. He hit 282 with 27 homers and 84 runs. That's. I, I think what? Yeah. Um. How many steals did he have? He has two already this four. year. Four. Yeah. So he needs to be really good. Um. Look, I, it's interesting, Dickerson. But uh, Hanniger's got eight walks, eight strikeouts. Dickerson has two walks, seven strikeouts. He does have seven doubles. Hanniger only has one. Um. Although Henniger has more homers. I, I only bring them up because they're basically back-to-back in the standings and they're owned in about the same amount of leagues. Uh, who would you rather have, Henniger or Dickerson? Henniger. I'd rather have Henniger, yeah. Um, okay. But I'd like to have either. Yeah. We should we should really look into, maybe we'll, you know, uh, look into the DJ LeMayu thing. Is he changing anything? Somebody emailed us last he, week. Is he changing his launch angle? He's pulled, pulling the ball more. He has a higher hard contact rate. Which, you know, maybe, maybe confusing a cause and effect thing. Like, you know, he has five home runs. So of course he has a harder, hard contact rate, right? But he also has a much higher fly ball rate than we've seen in the past. I don't know if that's a conscious effort or if it's just happenstance. Yeah, it's really weird. I, I would be suspicious of that because his ground ball rate is still extremely high and basically unchanged. He's a career 54.6% ground ball rate and he's 54.4 this year. The fly ball rate has gone way up to 31%, which is still pretty low, but it's all come out at the expense of a line drive rate. I don't know that the difference between those two is going to be very stable. So he's hitting basically the same number of balls in the air. It's just more of them are fly balls instead of line drives. All right, and another hitter to point, that's DJ LeMahieu we're talking about. Another hitter to point out is Aaron Hicks, who's 73% owned. He had a two-homer game. It was an inside-the-park home run, one of them, but he crushed the ball. Um, on Friday, they haven't played since, but he's in Scott's sleeper hitters column, and Aaron Hicks has Caleb Smith, Jarlene Garcia, Marco Estrada, Estrada, Marcus Stroman, Jaime Garcia, and Jay Happ all at Yankee Stadium this week. So shallower leagues, you might be able to plug him in. Uh, as far as stolen bases go, Tommy Pham stole two bases. Uh, that was he's playing well now. Reese Hoskins has three steals and four attempts, guys. Do you think that's a significant thing? I mean. It's not insignificant. Like, he's a stud without that, but you add that to everything else, and he might be a first-round caliber hitter. It's pretty nice. Reese Hoskins and Ian Kinsler's back, and he stole two bases on Friday. Okay. Just, just so we don't get uh, Harleen Garcia's family emailing us. Harleen? It's Harleen. I tried to confirm this Kila thing, too, because I'm not sure I actually heard Matt Viscursion say it. I heard Alex Rodriguez saying oh, Jessica Mendoza saying Well, then that's a different story, Scott. I'm not sure. I may have heard Veskers, and I wasn't keeping notes or something while I was watching, but I definitely heard those other two say it. All right. Actually, watched, maybe, uh, maybe, like, you know, you know. You know the baseball reference is Kella. I, I I'm almost baseball positive reference it's has been wrong before. Baseball reference also says Arena instead of Arena. I'm almost positive it's Kella. I really feel strongly that it's Kella. Alright. We're, we're, yeah, we're definitely gonna have to Let's figure see. this out. I mean, it could be a situation where Alex just dropped tequila mid-broadcast and it's like, oh, that, that must be what it is. You know, like that internal monologue. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I guess I had it wrong, so I'm gonna start saying Kila too. 
And that's how misinformation gets spread. That is. That's how rumors get spread, for sure. Yeah. I did watch a little bit of uh, NBA basketball this weekend. That was fun. I was, uh, took a, I watched some baseball. I took a little break and watched some basketball last night. I'm sure you did as well, Heath, for your birthday. Oh, it was a fantastic Celtics game. Um, yeah. Brad Stevens is amazing. I will take your word for that. I only saw the highlights. Uh, well, only the back-to-back three-pointer thing. Okay, anyway, more news and notes. Gerardo Parra suspended four games. He has not started serving. So I, if you start Gerardo Parra this week, you could be missing him for four games. Denelson Lamette's going to have Tommy John surgery. Apparently the Padres could call up Eric Lauer. Eric Lauer? Mm, he's in, he's kind of interesting. Wait, did I mention Glaber Torres? We just didn't talk yeah, about it. you him? did mention Glaber you, you Torres. Did. That, during the Yankees hour. Yeah. Mookie yeah. Betts has a bruised foot. He's day-to-day. He should be fine. Logan Forsyth on the DL. Brandon McCarthy set to start on Wednesday. Josh Harrison left after being hit by a pitch on the hand. That could be bad for Harrison. Um, Parker Bridwell is likely going to join a six-man Angels rotation. And uh, the Yankees are considering calling Glaber Torres up, it seems. Just what? Like letting everybody know. Yes. What? Yes. How concrete is that, <laughs> the, the buzzing about Glaber Torres? Not that concrete, but I think in two days, if he stays down in the minors two more days, then they get the extra year of service time. Unlike Acuna and Senzel, 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 Washington, he's been hitting well <laughs> down there. Yeah, and and they are they have a, a black hole at third base right now. Just nobody's hitting. So, uh, and I think he's been playing third. So anyway, can we, can we talk about how good Josh Hader is? Y- yeah, oh, should we? He's not a hater for hater. I am not a hater. I I think there's still a pretty good chance with the way they're using him that in the second half we get RP-eligible Josh Hader, and he's awesome. What, you mean in in the rotation? Yeah. Okay. I Yeah, there's a chance. He struck out 22 batters in nine and two-thirds innings this year. Like, the, the Brewers' obvious weakness is starting rotation, right? Oh, yeah. So if they think... And they, the plan can't be for him to be a middle reliever forever. I, I don't think it is. All right, guys. Here's what we're going to do to end the show. We're going to save some of our pitching talk for tomorrow. Talk about guys like Sean Manaya, Cole Hamels, Felix Hernandez, um, Rich Hill, guys like that. But right now, let's take a look at some players that are available in 20% of leagues or more. We'll start with the shallower leagues and work our way down to the deep leagues. Then we'll do today's matchups. And then we will read some emails and end the show. Fringy starting pitchers, part one. Who do you like of this group? Steven Matz, Ivan Nova, Alex Cobb, Sean Newcomb. Newcomb the most, for sure. Despite the, the another bad control start from him this weekend? Despite another bad control start from him this weekend. I'm trying to find this list to make sure I got all the names right. Okay, Matz, Nova, Cobb, Newcomb. Yeah. I agree, Newcomb. And I'd probably go Matz second. I do want to point this out for Nova, though. You know how much I love the swinging strikes. 17 in this start. 14 in the previous start. The most he had in any start last year was 12. That's pretty nice. Yeah. Now, I know he, the Cubs strike out a ton. That was two starts ago. I'm assuming the Marlins strike out a ton. Um, I'll tell you right now, it's strikeouts per game. He, he said he's, and it was responsible for the most swinging strikes. He said he's put in some work on his curveball, and he feels really confident with where it is now. Uh, maybe that's just because he was facing two teams that strike out a lot and got no, a lot of swings and misses. He wasn't. Him, but. He wasn't, it okay. turns out. The Marlins are, are middle of the pack. They're 14th. So, you know, I'm not, you know, rushing to pick out up Nova based on this information. I still have a pretty good idea Nova's not a strikeout pitcher. I'm just saying 
It was two games. His season's 11% strikeout yeah. rate. That's, it's, oh, that's pretty good. If you did it for a season. Fine, but, but it's, you know, it's, it's early and yeah, let's just see. Let's just see where it goes, but it's worth pointing out. I'm going to say one thing about Sean Newcomb and his four walks and five and a third. Again, the conditions really probably did play a factor. I mean, it was apparently just very difficult to throw strikes that day. Quintana was awful. That was the same game. So the fact that Quintana was that bad and Newcomb was actually five and a third, three runs, two earned at the Cubs, not, you know, the control wasn't great, but the conditions were so bad. That was the 10-2 comeback from the Cubs. Yeah. yeah. That that you, was were you pissed off about that, Scott? I, I actually, that was the second game my three-year-old watched this season, and, you know, he didn't, I, I thought he was halfway rooting for the Cubs. I don't know. He doesn't really know what he's watching, but he watches it very attentively, which is surprising. Uh, you didn't um, answer the question. Were you angry? They get eight-run inning there. They blew the game. I was sad for him. Oh, for him. That's nice. I mean, it's just a game. Like, I, I, and I didn't get invested until it was later. But like, I thought I, he was rooting for the I Cubs. I started watching at 10-5, <laughs> so it wasn't as... No, I didn't get angry. Okay. Well, I would have been very angry. Yeah. Uh, I, maybe if I'd been invested from the beginning, I would have, but I wasn't. Fringy starting pitchers part duh. 50 to 64% owned. We got Eduardo Rodriguez, Miles Michaelis, Jake Faria, and Mike Leak. Eduardo Rodriguez, Miles Michaelis, Jake Faria, and Mike Leak. Yeah, for me, it's uh, Erod. I think I might like him more than most of the guys in the first group. I think I like Rodriguez... Michaelis and Faria all more than anybody in the first group. The How first like group uh, being Newcomb, Mats, etc. Yes. yes. Yeah, it's an interesting group. I mean, I read that quote about Faria after his terrible start against, I think, the Red Sox uh, from the Tampa Bay Times. It said like he's he came in. There's been rumblings that he was very cocky coming into the off season, coming into spring training, uh, but he bounced back with a nice start against the Phillies. Like this has happened now twice in spring training and the regular season where awful starts where he's walking everybody and then suddenly turns it around with an awesome outing like he had this weekend. Like I think in spring training it was like six no-hit innings he had after that stretch where he was walking everybody in sight. So like whatever the problem is, there's a clear solution for it. It's just maintaining that from start to start. Man, there really are a lot of pitchers I want to own. (laughs) There's just not enough room for them. Um, yeah, there really is. Part three, and here's a guy that I, I, I'm considering dropping him in a Roto League, but I don't really want to, but I might have to. Mike Miner. I don't really care that he was terrible against the Astros. A lot of pitchers, other than Bartolo Colon, are terrible against the Astros. Uh, Miner is 49% owned. Tyler Malley, yeah, I'm okay dropping him. I did drop yeah. him in two leagues. Andrew Triggs has a 287 ERA and more than a strikeout per inning. He's 42% owned. Vince Velasquez was great at the Rays. Um, he has been okay so far this year. Vince Velasquez and Jose Arena was okay against the Pirates. So we got Miner, Mally, Triggs, Velasquez, and Arena. I think Velasquez, the fact he's only 39% owned and I haven't bothered to add him anywhere myself, speaks to what you're saying. There are just too many starting pitchers to own. And a guy who, uh, you know, you said he's been okay so far. He had one terrible start and has two, two really good ones since then. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's faked us out in the past and still is, it's such a fastball heavy arsenal. Like, I don't have as much room for optimism there, even though there is room for optimism. I mean, I mean I'd for sure rather own him than anyone on this list in a, in a roto league. Velasquez. Minor, minor spark eligibility 
makes him more valuable in a points league, but I'd rather have Velasquez than Minor in a, in a roto league. See, I feel like the strikeout potential is pretty similar for those two. So I'd rather have Minor anywhere. Okay. Uh, and then in deep leagues, Tyson Ross, Homer Bailey, Andrew Heaney, Jason Hamill, and then you got the group I mentioned earlier, Cologne, Peters, Anibal Sanchez, Finnegan, and Richards. But Tyson Ross, Homer Bailey, Andrew Heaney, and Jason Hamill are owned in 22% of leagues or less. Uh, Ross is the best, right? Has the most upside for sure. Yeah. Yeah. He's the, in a standard 12 team mixed league. If it's not for a playing the matchup situation, Ross is the only one I would even give a thought to. Okay. Then let's take a look at today's games. Who are you giving a thought to today? Uh, Caleb Smith at Luis Severino, sitting Smith, starting Severino, right? Yep. Uh, we got Adam Wainwright at Tyler Chatwood. Who do, who do you guys like there? I'll start Chatwood. Fine. <laughs> Armand <laughs> Marquez at Steven Brault. I'm thinking neither here. That's the way I feel as well. Royals at Blue Jays, Eric Skogland and Jaime Garcia. Nah. nah. I, I'd prefer not. Jaime's like, may, a maybe. A strong maybe. Okay. Jeremy Hellickson at Jacob DeGrom. Nats at Mets. Obviously DeGrom and obviously not Hellickson. Rangers at Rays. Martin Perez at Blake Snell. I will start Snell. Yep. Uh, Aaron Nola at Julio Tehran. Start Nola. And that's it. Yeah, sit Tehran. Okay. Luis Castillo at Brent Suter. I'd start Castillo. And I might consider Suter. Hmm. Yeah, if you're gonna, Milwaukee. if you were gonna gamble Suter or Jaime Garcia, who would you gamble on? Ah. Uh... <laughs> I will go with Garcia because I think he has a better chance of getting they're, – they're both going to get wins. Yeah. <laughs> I think Garcia has the least disaster potential there, so if you're just trying to shoehorn in another start, like, I would lean toward highest floor. I mean, honestly, Martin Perez could have a good start today against the Rays. God, the Rays are so bad. Their lineup is so bad. White Sox at A – but I'm not starting Martin Perez. White Sox at A is Reynaldo Lopez at Daniel Mengden. Start Lopez? Yep. And sit Mengden. Though it's, it's not automatic. Bad pitchers against bad teams today. The, the yeah. theme. Uh, Hyunjin Ryu at Robbie Erlin. Start Hyunjin Ryu. Uh, yep. Erlin against a bad team. Nope. <laughs> Dodgers are five <laughs> and nine. Ah, <laughs> uh, man. Astro, okay, starting both Paxton and Keiko. There's your, your, uh, Marquee matchup of the night. Astros at Mariners at 10.10 p.m. Eastern. All right, let me read a couple of emails here, and we'll skedaddle. From Robert, dear Matt, Matt, and Matt, rank these Matts. Matt Chapman, Matt Olson, Matt Davidson. Matt Olson, Matt Chapman, Matt Davidson. Davidson. Yeah, I'll stick with that order for now as well. Walker from Edmonton. Hey, Jay, Aaron, Marcus, and Marco. That sounds like the Blue Jays rotation. It sure is. I have Robbie Ray. I'm quite frustrated. I really like Jose Barrios. Barrios. Would it be crazy of me to offer Robbie Ray for Barrios in a categories, <laughs> 10 team I, categories keeper league? I feel like he's trolling us. No, no, no. He's, I, I think I have these guys like three spots apart in my rankings. Yeah. Um, but you can get more. Offer Robbie Ray for Jose Barrios and something. Uh, okay. Maybe That's you can get reading. more. It, any, but if, if you couldn't get them, league, hypothetically, though. hypothetically, they're both young, so I'm not sure that matters, uh, the keeper aspect. 
I, I still like Ray more. If it was a points league, I might just take Barrios. All right, here's a grade the trade from Shy Cub Chris. If you're a non-zero chance, grade the trade, six by six OBP league. Give Joey Votto. Get Upton and Kimbrell. Give Votto, get Upton and Kimbrell. Um, Do it. Yeah. I, yeah, I'll, B minus. I'll give it a C plus, unless it's a, unless it's a 10 team league. From Randy, Adam Eaton or Gregory Polanco in a head to head league with walks? Eaton or Polanco? Uh, Polanco. Uh, I would say Eaton. Okay. No, I mean, he's injured, so. <laughs> Gosh. I would still say Eaton. If I had replacements. Okay then, we're done here. Thank you guys. And thank you all for listening. And we'll come back tomorrow. And tomorrow we'll talk about Joey Votto and his lack of extra base hits. Of course, he'll hit two home runs tonight. See you later.